Hello, this is Brent, and I'm the dad. Hi, this is Lily, and I'm the daughter. And this is the Father-Daughter Pottercast, where we are reading the Harry Potter series for the first time together. Hello, and welcome to the third episode of the Father-Daughter Pottercast. Uh, joined as always by my daughter Lily. Hello. Uh, so, uh, Lily, something has changed about you since the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, we had a couple episodes in the can already ready to go, and then uh, life happened. You know, taking a couple weeks off from recording. Uh, so, Lily, would you? Um, would you care to share what uh, what is going on with you? It should be pretty evident uh, quickly what's going on with Lily. But Lily, go ahead. Um. So I got an expander. A what? An expander. A what? <laughs> you know what I said. <laughs> and I sound a little funky. I here. If you don't know what it is, let me explain it. It's like. This this big metal thing at the roof of my mouth, and it's just making my mouth bigger, or my like upper jaw bigger. Um, and it makes and, you talk funny. Yeah, I've kind of figured out how to talk with it, but my S's and my T's, and maybe my E's will be a little bit funky, but. So. Uh, this this is who you are now for the next few months. This is uh-huh. how you'll sound. So that'll be uh, that'll be something. So <laughs> uh, we're going to keep obviously recording, uh, and Lily will keep doing her best to talk and you know, not sound goofy uh, <laughs> as we go. But um, yeah, so we'll go ahead and get uh, right into the episode. Uh, chapters 5 and 6 of Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone, uh, Diagon Alley, and the journey from platform 9 and 3 quarters. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, get us going with our summary of chapter 5, Diagon Alley. Harry wakes up and wonders if everything has been a dream. He sits up and Hagrid's coat falls off. And the tapping he hears is an owl trying to get into the cabin. Hagrid says they need to leave to get to London to buy Harry's school supplies. Harry worries that Uncle Vernon won't pay for them, but Hagrid tells Harry not to worry because his parents have left him plenty of gold in the Wizard Bank Gringotts. Harry and Hagrid cross the channel and take the train to London. They arrive at a small, run-down pub called the Leaky Cauldron. Harry and Hagrid enter, and once they recognize Harry, everyone in the pub wants to meet him. Harry also meets his first professor from Hogwarts, Professor Quirrell. Hagrid activates a secret passage, and they enter Diagon Alley. Harry is amazed at the scene as he looks at all the shops selling robes, owls, broomsticks, and cauldrons. They enter Gringotts, and a goblin takes them below the bank to Harry's vault. 
It is filled with gold, silver, and bronze coins. Then the goblin takes Harry and Hagrid to Vault 713, so Hagrid can retrieve a package for Dumbledore. After they leave Gringotts, Harry and Hagrid begin buying Harry's school supplies. Harry meets another Hogwarts student that we find out later is Draco Malfoy. Harry immediately doesn't like Draco. The last item on Harry's list is a wand, the thing Harry has been most excited about. They enter Ollivander's wand shop. Mr. Ollivander greets Harry by name and begins Harry giving Harry wands to try, telling him that the wand chooses the wizard. The wand that chooses Harry is made of holly and phoenix feather, which Mr. Ollivander says is curious. <laughs> Mr. Ollivander explains that the brother to this wand belonged to Voldemort. Oh. Harry and Hagrid leave Diagon Alley, and Harry returns to the Dursleys by train. Lily, would you care to give us a summary for chapter six? Sure, as long as y'all can bear with me in my funky voice. <laughs> Okay, so chapter six, the journey from platform nine and three quarters. The last month of summer at the Dursleys goes by without incident. The day before Harry leaves for Hogwarts, Harry asks Uncle Vernon to take him to the train station. When they arrive at the station the next day, the Dursleys unload Harry's trunk and leave him alone to find the platform nine and three quarters. Harry is confused because there doesn't seem to be a platform nine and three quarters. And Harry is told there is no train that leaves at 11 a.m. Harry sees another wizard family with five children that begin disappearing between platforms nine and ten. The mother helps Harry enter the correct platform. Once there, Harry boards a scarlet train that will be taking him to Hogwarts. Harry finds an empty compartment and is joined shortly by the sons of the mother that helped him. Percy, Fred, George, and Ron. Ron is also a first-year student. Ron stays with Harry and they begin to talk. Two other students enter the compartment later. One was the toadless boy and the other is Hermione Granger, who is trying to help him find the missing toad. Later, Draco Malfoy and two of his friends enter the compartment. Draco ridicules Ron and his family, prompting Ron to challenge Draco to a fight. As one of Draco's friends attempts to steal some of Ron and Harry's food, Ron's pet rat, Scabbers, bites him on the finger. Draco and the other boys leave. Hermione returns to let Ron and Harry know they have almost arrived at Hogwarts. Harry changes into his robe just before the train stops at the station. The students get off the train and onto boats, heading for Hogwarts. Good job. Thanks. Uh, so, chapter five, so far, has been my favorite chapter. What did you think? What are your overall impressions of chapter five and chapter six? Um... Like, which one's my favorite, or what do I think yeah, about Yeah, just them? what you thought. So, let me, before you answer, chapter five, we finally get to enter, like, full-on the wizard world. Mm-hmm. 
via diagonality, right? Yeah. So, what do you think about chapter five and six? They're both pretty interesting. Um, I kind of think that chapter six was my favorite out of these two. Um, but yeah, chapter five kind of gives you a lot of information and it introduces you, like, like you said, we're really now stepping into the wizard world. So we, we also are introduced to several things for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gringotts, Diagon Alley, yeah. all the stores there. Uh, chapter 6, we finally meet Ron, Wesley. Do you say Wesley or Weasley? How do you I pronounce his Weasley. name? Weasley. Do you? I say Wesley. Oh. But wouldn't Wesley be spelled W-E-S-L-E-Y? Could be spelled that way. Oh. It also could be spelled W-E-A-S-L-E-Y. And I also, and when I was reading it like in my head, I didn't pronounce Professor Quirrell that like that. I said Quirrell. Could be quarrel, but, like as in an argument, quarrel, maybe. Yeah. I don't know how you So, we haven't seen the movies, Mm-mm. and I've never, like, listened to an audio version of the book. Neither have you, no. right? Mm-mm. So, I don't really know how to pronounce anything in the book. Neither do I. Uh, every time we read it is the first time we've pronounced it, so... Yeah. Uh, like, once we finally watch the movie, we... Might find that we were pronouncing words wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We'll like see. I wasn't sure if it was Diagon Alley or Diagon, or Gringotts or Gringotts. I, I don't know. We don't know. We'll just do the best we can. Uh, but like I said, we introduced to a lot of things for the first time. All the things mm-hmm. Diagon Alley. Harry, uh, not Harry. Ron. We meet Ron. Yeah. Ron and Harry meet. We meet Hermione. And Draco. We meet Draco. So, and, and we get a glimpse of Hogwarts at the end of chapter yeah. six. Um, so, a couple things that I just want to talk about before we really get into the meat of, uh, of this episode. Did you, um, did you read the school supply list? Or do you uh, remember what was on the school supply yeah, list? Yeah, I read it. Oh, here it is, right here. That's a little different than your school supply list. Mm-hmm. Anything jump out at you there? Did you think anything was funny? Think anything was weird? What'd you think? Like, well, I did have a stop and jot on this page. Oh, what was your stop and jot? Let's um, hear it. Hagrid seems better off a wizard. Because I, I um, highlighted I Hagrid saying, I don't know how the muggles manage without magic. So I think it, he would lead a better non-confusing life being a wizard yeah or the gamekeeper yeah you saying he wouldn't fit very well in the muggle world Mm-mm. no no I don't think so the thing that was funny to me on the school supply list is this the very is the very last one that says uh, students may also bring an owl or a cat or a toad <laughs> not all three and not two just one owl cat toad what would you bring an owl I'm with you I think I would bring an owl I don't care for cats 
and I don't want to keep up with a toad. No. So I think I would take an owl. And everybody, like, seems to be, I don't know, like, obsessing over owls. Like, Harry gets an owl, and, like, when Harry shows up, everyone's like, oh, Harry has an owl. That's, I mean, I think, but I just know that owls are kind of, people obsess over them. Yeah. They seem like the better choice for to get mail to and from Hogwarts. Yeah. Did you catch some of the, uh, uh, so you got the course books? See the course books right here? Mm-hmm. Did you catch some of the author's names? For example, A Beginner's Guide to Transfiguration. What is transfiguration? Do you know? You like, you change into stuff. Change into something else. Like Maui and Moana, who's ever watched that movie, listeners? Well, yeah, yeah. Kind, I mean, yeah, yeah. kind of like that. Yeah, change to an animal or whatever. Do you see what the author's name is? Mm. Emmerich. Switch. Oh. You switch to something else. You get it? That's cool. And then uh, 1,000 oh. Magical Herbs and Fungi by Felita Spore. Yeah. And then there's Newt Scamander. Fantastic oh, yeah. Beast and Where to Find Them. Anything else jump out at you at the school supply list that you want to talk about? or um, That was funny. Anything? No, not really. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine. So, as I mentioned, we, we kind of we go full on for the first time into the wizard world. Mm-hmm. Uh, finally, when the we go to Diagon Alley. And I want to read. It's a little long. But I wanted to read kind of our first glimpse through Harry's eyes um, at Diagon Alley. Would that be okay? Sure. And Where we can talk um, about it. would that be in my book? Uh, it's the other way. Keep going. Keep, keep, keep. Right, we're flipping pages, everybody. Hang on a second. And there are sticky notes covering almost the entire page. Right, right, right. I don't know. Just let me read it. Okay. You just listen. <laughs> and whatever. Just listen. Uh, he tapped the wall three times with the point of his umbrella. Haggard, that is. The brick he touched quivered. It wriggled. In the middle, a small hole appeared. It grew wider and wider, and a second later, they were facing an archway large enough even for Haggard. An archway onto a cobbled street that twisted and turned out of sight. Welcome, said Haggard, to Diagon Alley. He grinned at Harry's amazement. They stepped through the archway. Harry looked quickly over his shoulder and saw the archway shrink instantly back into a solid wall. The sun shone brightly on a stack of cauldrons outside the nearest shop. Cauldrons all sizes, copper, brass, pewter, silver, self-stirring, collapsible, said a sign hanging over them. Yeah, you'll be needing one, said Hagrid, but we got to get your money first. Harry wished he had about eight more eyes. He turned his head in every direction as they walked up the street, trying to look at everything at once. The shops, the things outside them, the people doing their shopping. 
a plump woman outside an apothecary was shaking her head as they passed, saying, Dragon liver, 16 sickles an ounce? They're mad. <laughs> a low, soft hooting came from a dark shop with a sign saying, Ilops Owl Emporium, Tawny, Screech, Barn, Brown, and Snowy. Several boys of about Harry's age had their noses pressed against a window with broomsticks in it. Look, Harry heard one of them say, the new Nimbus 2000, fastest ever. There were shops selling robes, shops selling telescopes, and strange silver instruments Harry had never seen before. Windows stacked with barrels of bat spleens and eel's eyes, tottering piles of spell books, quills, and rolls of parchment, potion bottles, globes of the moon. Wow. So, again, you're Harry. You've grown up in the monk and the Muggle world. You've seen these just brief glimpses of magic, with mm-hmm. the letters, with Hagrid, you know. Uh, making the boat go earlier in this chapter with magic. But you haven't seen anything else. Like I said, you haven't been full on in the the wizard world. So, this is that first glimpse. What do you think Harry is feeling in this moment? Uh, Probably like amazed. Yeah. And like starstruck. That's a good word. And... If I were Harry, I might even just want to stand where I was, like, stay where I was standing and just keep looking at everything. Yeah, well, he says he wishes he had eight more pairs of eyes. Yeah. Because there's so many things to see. Mm-hmm. After they entered Diagon Alley, mm-hmm. um, didn't they go, like, to the Leafy Cauldron? Or wait. They entered no, Diagon yeah. Alley from the Leaky. So you can, so they're in London, and you can get to the Leaky Cauldron in just a regular street in London. Okay. And then you go out the back of the Leaky Cauldron, apparently, and you tap on a certain brick, and the magical archway appears, <laughs> and you walk into Diagon Alley. Okay. Because, um, they... I think they had just entered Diagon Alley, maybe, when um, they come to, like, this restaurant or something. It may mm-hmm. have been the Leaky Cauldron, but there were, like, so many people there, and they all knew Harry. Yeah, that was in the Leaky Cauldron. Okay. We can talk about that for a minute if you want, uh, um, because everybody does recognize him. Yeah, I I had a stop and job that said, everything is happening so quickly, yeah. Like, we just stepped into the muggle world, and already people are like... The wizard world? Yeah, not the muggle world. <laughs> the wizard world. And already people are like, it's Harry Potter. Oh, Harry, I'm, I guess, like, Daedalus Diggle. I'm so excited to meet you. Or um, another one, welcome back, Mr. Potter. Welcome back. And Doris Crockford, Mr. Potter. Can't believe I'm meeting you at last. Mm-hmm. It's all just happening so quickly. It's like everything was jumping at Harry. Right. And remember, Harry still doesn't really understand why he's so special. Mm-mm. Remember, we read that <clears throat> that passage from chapter two, where he's de- where it was describing Dumbledore leaving him on the step, 
Oh, yeah. And it said something like, you know, Harry didn't know. I'm paraphrasing. Harry didn't know who he was. He didn't know he was special. And he's he's 10 now. He still doesn't. Or 11. He's 10, right? Yeah, he's 10. I think I turned 11. Or 11, whichever. Doesn't matter. I think it's 11. So, yeah, I mean, so all these people recognizing him and, um, you know, wanting to shake his hand and wanting to, whatever, if this would have been in 2020, they would have been wanting to get selfies with him. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and Harry still doesn't really know what's going on. Mm-mm. Anything else in, in the Leaky Cauldron that um, you wanted to talk about? Um... Well, I told you that I had made an inference that the Leaky Cauldron... A what? You made a what? An inference. Mm, It's a big word. But um, you said that it wasn't... Because I thought that the Leaky Cauldron Mm -hmm. was only for wizards. Like, I thought that it was in Diagon Alley. And, um, And it said that it was, like, old and shabby looking. Yeah. And I think um, Harry said that without Hagrid pointing it out, Harry wouldn't be able to see it. Right. And so I stopped and John. I said, I wonder if the leaky cauldron is old and shabby looking because wizards don't want muggles to find out about it. But I guess, I think you told me that it was like a regular muggle restaurant. Yeah, I think they just make it. Oh. Yeah, they just make it to where it just blends in to London so it doesn't stand out. Okay. Like it just looks like a regular old pub that there's a thousand of in London. And this is the thousand and first, and it's no different from the others. Oh. That way people just won't wander in and, I guess, right? Yeah. What do you think? But yeah, it's well, definitely it's definitely outside Diagon Alley. It's in London. Okay. Yeah, I didn't realize that at first. I just thought that they they wanted to like hide the leaky cauldron so that muggles didn't like step into it and then somebody somehow found out about the wizard world. Yeah. Because that would be pretty bad. Well, then but then we had to get through the wall. Oh yeah, they could. I don't know. Maybe they. What if someone was mad and they threw a rock at the right brick? That would have been funny. Mm. Yeah. Could be. Uh, so back in Diagon Alley, they go to Gringotts. Right, that's the first place they go. Yeah. Because you got to get Harry's money. Um, a bank guarded by go- uh, goblins. Right, or goblins work there. Yeah. Uh, and they take uh, Harry and Hagrid way down. To Harry's vault, way below the bank, and then it says, "Grip Hook, the Goblin, unlocked the door. A lot of green smoke came billowing out, and as it cleared, Harry gasped. Inside were mounds of gold coins, columns of silver, heaps of little bronze nuts or newts. I hate to pronounce that. All yours." smiled Hagrid. Oh, Harry's. It was incredible. The Dursleys couldn't have known about this. 
or they'd have had it from him faster than blinking. Um, so it turns out Harry has a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know how much because, like, they call their money galleons and sickles and stuff. Yeah. But it's a lot. I mean, it's, he's, mm-hmm. remember, Harry just looked at it and measured it in mounds. You have a mound of something, you probably have a lot of it. Yeah. Right? Um, and then they go down to a special vault so that Hagrid can get something for Dumbledore, right? Right, yeah. What do you think here of Hagrid is getting for Dumbledore? Um... Because it says, right, it's just a small, yeah, here is a grubby little brown package wrapped up in brown paper. What could that be? Mm, Maybe it's like some certain supply or something that Dumbledore will need that he can only get in Diagon Alley. I don't know. Sounds important. Mm-hmm. Maybe it'll come back later in the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have another thing that happened, what? like, right... So, I think they had, like, just... I think they may be, like, standing outside mm-hmm. of Gringotts, and they see a goblin, and the goblin bowed to them as they walked inside. Um, and Hagrid and Harry are now facing a second pair of doors, silver this time, with words engraved upon them. Enter a stranger, but take heed of what awaits the sin of greed. For those who take, but do not earn, must pay most dearly in their turn. So if you seek beneath our floors a treasure that was never yours, thief, you have been warned. Beware of finding more than treasure bear. Kind of creepy. Creepy. Uh... They're just going to go ahead and put in your head that don't even try to take anything from Gringotts. Yeah, don't think twice about it. Do think twice about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do think twice. <laughs> they don't want you to try to steal something. Um, so, as they leave uh, Gringotts, uh, Harry meets... Draco, right? Mm-hmm. Well, they start before we meet Draco. And we don't find out his name until chapter six. Uh, they start shopping. And here are some of the stores. I wrote them down that they go in. Uh, wait, that's not what I wrote down. I wrote down things that are in the wizard world. Here mm-hmm. are some of the stores that they go in. I got it right here. I think Madame Malkin's robes for all occasions. Uh, they go to uh, well where else do they go they go to um, well they go to what's that wand place oh, called oh Ollivander's yeah. yeah they go to the apothecary oh yeah uh, they go to uh, the uh, the owl place. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the owl place's name. Ilops. I know what it was. Ilops. Yeah, Owl Ilops. Emporium. Something like that. Um, 
so I, I do I want to spend uh, a little bit of time before we get uh, before we wrap up chapter five. I want to talk about Ollivander's wand shop. I'm going to spend yeah, a little bit some, of time there. There was some pretty interesting things there. But before we do, um, what did you think about this conversation that Harry has with Draco? Or Draco, however you pronounce it. Well, um, so... So he meets Draco in the robe store. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And they just kind of strike up a conversation. Yeah. So what did you think of Draco? I thought that it was kind of weird because um, I don't really want to say this, but I've read ahead a little bit. Mm-hmm. Well, don't spoil it for anybody, but in this context, what did you think of Draco? Or, I mean, you can, you can just, say what you're going to say. Just don't give anything away from other chapters if you've read ahead. There's just Draco... Or Draco, however you say it. He has some different characteristics later on that don't really match up to me on, like, this his conversation with Harry right now. Yeah. So what was your first impression of him as you read this? Um, kind of, where is it? I need to glance over it really quick. Here, I got it right here. Look. Oh. See, they start right there. Right, somewhere in there, right there. All that is their conversation. Oh. And then while you're glancing through it, it starts out pretty friendly. Yeah. Talks about Quidditch. Uh, Draco asks Harry if he's also new to Hogwarts. Harry does keep covering up his scar, though, doesn't he? So Draco can't uh, see it. Yeah, I think so. So to me, that says that Harry is already immediately kind of put off by Draco. Yeah. He already doesn't like him. You still skimming through that? Yeah. You got it? Not really. I'm a slow reader. I'm not going to have time to read all of it. I'm a slow reader. So what 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 are your first impressions of Draco in this one? Mmm... I don't know. He seems kind of like innocent, like like he's just kind of a boy that knows all about Hogwarts and is ready to go and stuff. He may be even feeling like he's better than Harry, cause like I think he definitely does that. Yeah, cause Harry doesn't even know what Quidditch is, and I bet Draco's thinking it's mine. Well, he doesn't know what Quidditch is. I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, I'm way ahead ahead of him. Yeah. So, like, uh, Draco says things like, um, uh, look at that man, said the boy suddenly, which is Draco, nodding toward the front window. Hagrid was standing there, grinning at Harry and pointing at two large ice creams. That's Hagrid, said Harry. Uh, He works at Hogwarts. Oh, said the boy, I've heard of him. He's a sort of a servant, isn't he? He's the gamekeeper, said Harry. Uh, And then Draco says, yes, exactly. I heard he's sort of a savage. What do you think savage means? Do you know what a savage is? Like kind of scary and fierce and like crazy. Like an animal that's savage will like mm-hmm. 
they'll pounce on you and try to fight you. Kind of. Yeah, that's yeah. I'd say that's a good definition. Uh, yes, exactly. I heard he's a savage. He lives in a hut on the school grounds, and every now and then he gets drunk, tries to do magic, and ends up setting fire to his bed. And then uh, later, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, so Draco asks if um, Harry's with his parents, or why he's with Hagrid and not his parents. And Harry says that his parents are dead. And, and ha- Draco says, oh, sorry said the other, the boy, not sounding sorry at all. But they were our kind, weren't they? Wait, but how would Harry, or how would, because some people that are going to Hogwarts, yeah, like Hermione, mm-hmm. um, like I think her mom, like one of her parents are not, oh wait, no, one both of her, yeah, they're yeah. all, mu- they're muggles. Mm-hmm. So I wonder how Draco knew, with Harry covering up his scar, how Draco knew that both of his parents were, like, the wizard kind. Well, he didn't, because he's asking him. He said they were oh. our kind, meaning wizards. So I guess my point is, is, is Draco is already kind of setting up, like, an us versus them. Like, us as in, uh, you know, wizard families. Everybody in our families are wizards or witches. You know, we come from a line of wizard, which is, which in his eyes makes him better than somebody who has, you know, one muggle parent or two muggle parents and doesn't come from a long line of wizards. So Draco, when I read that, I assume Draco doesn't like, um, oh, well, yeah, it says right here, it says they were a witch and a wizard, if that's what you mean, is what is Harry's answer. And then Draco says, I just don't think they should let the other sort in, do you? Uh, oh, yeah. They're just not the same. They've never been brought up to know our ways. Some of them never have even heard of Hogwarts until they get the, ladder, the letter. Imagine. I think they should keep it in the old wizarding families. But Malfoy, and not Malfoy. Draco? <laughs> yeah. Um. He... I wonder, like, he seems like he, he doesn't really like Hagrid. No, he definitely doesn't like Hagrid. But Hagrid is, he's the gamekeeper of Hogwarts. Yeah. I mean, Hagrid's not a muggle. I mean, he's still a wizard, even though he messes up magic, so why doesn't yeah. Draco like Hagrid? Well, I think the, the way he describes him earlier, I think he just thinks Hagrid's kind of a buffoon. You know what a buffoon is? Like a silly person? Yeah, dumb just person. kind of a... Kind of a dummy, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't he doesn't think much of Hagrid, for sure. And I think it's probably because he's not like Draco. I think Draco only likes people that are like him. Yeah. What do you think? I yeah I agree, I agree with that. So I do. Because I feel like we could spend a long time in Chapter 5. Just on Chapter 5. <laughs> There's so much going on. Uh, but I wanted to uh, talk about Ollivander's uh, wand, whatever it's called, Emporium or something like that. Uh, or maybe it's just Ollivander's. Let's see. 
Yeah, it's just Ollivanders. Makers of fine wands since 382 BC. That's a long time ago. Wow. Been making wands a long time. Uh, do you have that? You found that that page there? Um. Oh yeah. So, you know, Harry enters, talks to Mister Ollivander. Mhm. Right. Yeah. Mister Ollivander knows immediately who he is. I know. I stopped and jotted. I bet it's normal, but scary for a wizard to just like all of a sudden know their past. Like, yeah. Oh, hey, Brent. Wasn't your mom on the news yesterday? Or, mm-hmm. like, isn't your mom famous? And then your dad, who's a he's a pastor or something? Like, just, just all of a sudden know your past? Right. I mean, obviously, it's probably normal for wizards, but to Harry and to us, it just seems kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, it would be... Um could be, I guess, kind of upsetting to have somebody, not upsetting is the right word, but like it you said, walk up and, you have like an embarrassing past. and know, already know so much about you. Yeah. Um, it would make me feel uncomfortable, probably. And Mr. Ollivander, you know, gets up so close to him, remember, we're almost nose to nose, and he notices the scar, and then he reached out and touches the scar on Harry's forehead. Right? And then he says, mm-hmm. I'm sorry to say I sold the wand that did it. Thirteen and a half inches, you. That's the Y-E-W, the kind of wood. Powerful wand, very powerful. So he's, he sold the wand to Voldemort, is what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah. And it was just odd to me that... um that the wand that Mr. Ollivander finally realized that it was finally realized that was perfect for Harry was the brother of the wand that belonged to yeah. Voldemort. Yeah, well, the yeah the wand chooses the wizard. Remember? Yeah. So the wand chose Harry, and they tried a bunch of of wands, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I I I, um, I didn't stop and jot, but I highlighted. Uh, <laughs> And Mr. Ollivander's was talking to Harry. Hold out your arm. He measured Harry from shoulder to finger, then wrist to elbow, shoulder to floor, knee to armpit, and around his head. As he measured, he said, Every Ollivander wand has a core of a powerful magic substance. Mr. Potter, we use unicorn hairs, phoenix tail feathers, and the hearts of dragons, heartstrings of dragons. No two Ollivander wands are the same, just as no two unicorns, dragons, or phoenixes are quite the same. And, of course, you never get such good results with another wizard's wand. Because it's just for you. The wand chooses the wizard. So they try a bunch, and they don't work. And then, we get to the big reveal. That you already talked about a little bit, but that's okay. Um, Can I I read this? Again, this is long, too. Mm -hmm. So, again, after they try several... Um, I'll try to cut this down a little bit. So Mr. Ollivander hands Harry a wand uh, that's made of holly. Phoenix feather is the magical substance. It says, Harry took the wand. He felt a sudden warmth in his fingers. He raised the wand above his head, brought it swishing down through the dusty air, 
and a stream of red and gold sparks shot from the end like a firework, throwing dancing spots of light on the walls. Haggard whooped and clapped, and Mr. Ollivander cried, Oh, bravo, yes, very good. Well, 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 how curious. How very curious. Uh, sorry, said Harry, but what's curious? Mr. Ollivander fixed Harry with his pale stare. I remember every wand I've ever sold, Mr. Potter. Every single wand. It so happens that the phoenix, whose tail feather is in your wand, gave another feather, just one other. It is very curious indeed that you should be destined for this wand when its brother, why, its brother gave you that scar. Harry swallowed. Yes, thirteen and a half inches. You, curious indeed how these things happen. The wand chooses the wizard, remember? I think we must expect great things from you, Mr. Potter. After all, he who must not be named did great things. Terrible, yes, but great. What do they mean by Voldemort did great things? Like, because he killed Harry, Harry's parents, and he tried to kill Harry. Yeah. And he killed lots of other people, too. Why, why are like, they saying that he did great things? Great as in, like, powerful, big, powerful, okay. amazing things. They were bad, big, amazing, powerful things, but they were still big, amazing, like, powerful, whoa. great things, yeah. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So what, I mean, do you think it's important that these two wands are related? Harry's wand and Voldemort's wand? Because remember, the wizard, yes. the wand chooses the wizard. So that wand chose Harry, just like mm-hmm. its brother chose Voldemort. Yeah. So what do you think what do you think could be significant about that or I mean what do you think? Give me your thoughts. What do you think about that? I don't know. It's just like you don't think that that would really happen. Did because, it surprise you? Yes, because Voldemort tried to kill Harry. Right. And then Harry like 11 or 10 years later comes to Ollivander's store mm-hmm. and the the wand that chooses him was the brother of Voldemort's wand. And Harry is... Voldemort is this bad, dark, like the darkest of all wizards, and Harry's this new-to-wizard kind. I don't know, like, good wizard. Yeah. I guess. Like, he's not on the dark side. So do you agree with Mr. Ollivander, where he says, I think we must expect great things from you, Mr. Potter? Do you think because that wand chose Harry, and it was the brother, and knowing of that its brother wand chose Voldemort, mm-hmm. do you agree with Mr. Ollivander that Harry is destined for great things? Yes, but we don't know if it's great and powerful and bad things, or if it's great and wonderful and good things. Yeah, we don't know that yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Anything else happened in Chapter 5 you want to talk about? Let me see here.
really. Okay. I got one thing that kind okay. of wraps up, I think, what we've been talking about. Oh, yeah, that's what I was this about chapter. to kind of talk about, but I wasn't, I couldn't decide if I wanted to or not. Oh, well, let's, let's talk about it just for a minute. Uh, so as they are kind of wrapping up, they've got everything purchased. They're eating a hamburger, <laughs> uh, I guess at the Leaky Cauldron probably, or somewhere. Yep, they're back at the Leaky Cauldron. Um, Hagrid can tell Harry, can tell Harry is, a, is upset. And he asks, what's wrong? And Harry says, everyone thinks I'm special. All those people in the Leaky Cauldron, Professor Quirrell, Quirrell, however you pronounce it, Mr. Ollivander. But I don't know anything about magic at all. How can they expect great things? I'm famous, and I can't even remember what I'm famous for. I don't know what happened when Volt, sorry, I mean the night my parents died. And then Hagrid says, don't worry, Harry. You'll learn fast enough. Everyone starts at the beginning at Hogwarts. You'll be just fine. Just be yourself. I know it's hard. You've been singled out, and that's always hard. But you'll have a great time at Hogwarts. I did. Still do, as a matter of fact. So, to me, that was kind of hairy, like we've talked about in this chapter, with him being recognized and not really know what's going on and being new to the wizard world. That's kind of him. I think everything's kind of hitting him at once. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, I don't know what in the world is going on. I don't know who I am. I don't know why all these people keep talking to me like I'm famous. I don't know what I'm famous for. I think he's just... I think at this point he's overwhelmed. Yeah. With what's happened to him, with expectations. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And he's either overwhelmed or is at that point that, like, you're just ready to kind of, like, just give up and cry it all out or whatever. Yeah. 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 But Hagrid, I guess kind of one of his characteristics would be comforting. Mm Because, like, he's telling Harry, it's going to be all right. We've all been singled out at one point, and it's it's hard. But everybody is new at Hogwarts. And they all have to, we all learn new things, and go fit in just fine, yep. and go learn quick enough. Yep. No, I think you're right. So, that's it for chapter five. Yep. Chapter six, I think we'll go through kind of quickly. Yeah, um, there wasn't a lot that happened in chapter six. Well, we get to meet some people this time. Well, yeah, that was important. And the uh, train ride, but most yeah. of it's just details, so it's to those two major events, meeting people and the train ride. So, uh, going to chapter six, uh, we go through the time, the rest of the summer, and Harry's family drops him off at King's Crossing Station, and they just leave him, because that's what the Dursleys do. (laughs) Um, Harry is able to catch up with the Wesleys, although he doesn't know it yet, to get help getting the platform nine and three quarters, right? Wait, is it Wesley or Weasley? I say Wesley. Oh. You can say Weasley if you want, but... How do you spell Weasel? (laughs) W-E-A-S-L-E-Y. No, not I. I thought it was I-E-L. W-E-A-S-L-E something. Oh. Or W-E... I don't know how to spell Weasel. Why not? I don't know. 
not a this is not a spelling bee podcast. Well, I never said that it was. I just asked you to spell weasel. Well, I'm gonna just walk out of the store and go back home now. Leave me alone. I don't know how to spell weasel. Uh, so, like I said, we get to meet Ron for the first time, and let's just kind of keep it at kind of a high level for this part. You know what I'm saying? Hey, don't go deep down into it. Yeah, right. Like, oh, Ron, all of his family have red hair. That could mean. Yeah. Well, know. I mean, so just in general, how does how did Ron's conversation with uh, Harry's conversation with Ron compared to Harry's conversation with Draco and Diagon Alley. Well, you did say that the beginning of Draco and Harry's conversation was like friendly. Like Draco's just asking, you know, what what house are you going to be in at Hogwarts? Right. Like Gryffindor, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um, and Harry's like, well, I don't know. I didn't even know that there was houses at Hogwarts. Yeah. And then, um, and then, like I said, then the conversation gets into Draco thinking, like, I'm better than him. He doesn't know what Quidditch is, and, like, everybody does. Right. But then Ron and Harry's question, it, it kind of stays friendly. And it's just, like, asking questions about each other to get to know each other. Yeah. Well, yeah, so to me the difference in their two conversations was, you know, they both started out, you know, kind of friendly. Mm-hmm. Remember, Harry is trying to hide his scar. He doesn't, for some reason, he doesn't know yet, He but he doesn't want Draco to know who he is. Right? Yeah. Whereas with Ron, Harry is... He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's fine with telling Ron... And his brothers, who he is, like he has kind of, to me, is almost already at ease with Ron, whereas with Draco, he was yeah. kind of on the defensive. He was, does it make sense? Like mm-hmm. he was, he was trying to. He already didn't like Draco, but it's pretty obvious that he likes Ron to yeah. begin with. Because they talk for a while. I mean, there's a there's a conversation between the two of them that goes on for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what about uh, we get introduced to Hermione briefly? Yeah, just a little bit. So what did you? What was your first impression of Hermione? Um, you know, I really haven't read over these chapters for like oh two weeks. Oh boy. Um. So, where is the conversation with Hermione? Right here, I got it. Yep, it's all the highlighted stuff. Okay. So here's a couple of things I noticed about Hermione while you're glancing through that. I can already tell she's an overachiever. Yeah, she already has it on her. She new already has her robe on. She's already been practicing spells. Mm-hmm. And she's not even a wizard, remember? Because later she says that she comes from Muggle parents. Oh yeah. Right there, nobody in my family's magic. Mm-hmm. So, she's already. She's just trying to be. So another difference with her and Draco, Draco thinks he's better than everybody else because of who he is, right? Mm-hmm. But Hermione was not trying to be better than everybody else. She's just really smart. She yeah. Wants to overachieve everything. Well, I think I think Hermione probably thinks 
that she has to be better than everybody else because she's not from a wizard family. So she has to work oh, harder than everybody. Yeah, that makes sense. And, you know, all that kind of stuff to, to try to prove herself. Does that make sense? But not not, mm-hmm. in, a, not in a bad way. Yeah. But she just thinks she has to do that. So I guess she already knows that some wizards think that muggles or like people that are coming to Hogwarts that come from muggles families aren't yeah. going to be as smart as them. It also says at the end of this, it's like the very last sentence that you highlighted mm-hmm. when she's like introducing herself and yeah. having that conversation. So she said all of this very fast. Yeah. Like, I, mean, this, I don't know this, if that's who she is or... Oh, no. This is how I imagine that going. Uh, this is when Ron's trying to turn Scabbers yellow. She says, are you oh, sure yeah. that's a real spell, said the girl? Well, it's not very good, is it? I've tried a few simple spells just for practice. It's all worked for me. Nobody in my family's magic at all. It was ever such a surprise when I got my letter, but it was ever so pleased, of course. I mean, it's the very best school of witchcraft there is. I've heard. I've learned all of our course books by heart, of course. Just hope it will be enough. I'm Hermione Granger, by the way. Who are you? Yeah, she's kind of like just trying to cram everything in there. Yeah. I think the very end she goes, oh, by the way, I'm Hermione Granger. So, so. do you do you like Ron and Hermione at this point? What do you think? I mean, I like Hermione. I like Ron, too. Yeah? Ah! That's okay. I got it right here. Lily, what did you do? I didn't mean to. That's okay. We'll just do this right there. Nice. So there you go. Uh, oh, one thing. So I want to talk about this before we wrap up. Birdie Bots. Every Flavor Beans. Oh, yeah. So before you got your thing on your teeth. The expander, you Yeah, mean? I had planned on... Um, having some birdie bots beans and then when we got to this part we were going to eat some <laughs> and then see if we could guess what flavor we got um you've had birdie bots beans right yeah Every flavor beans what did what did you what's the worst flavor you ever eaten of those mm, probably the rotten egg rotten egg it is bad pretty terrible it's bad so is puke Oh, yeah. Yeah. And soap. It, soap is, like, just kind of bitter and bleh. So what did they, what did they have? They had, uh, here you got toast, which would be fine. Coconut, yeah. which is disgusting. Yeah. Baked bean, strawberry, mm-hmm. curry, grass, coffee, sardine, which sounds awful. No, it wasn't even brave enough. Uh, funny gray one, Ron wouldn't touch, trying to be pepper. What's the other gray flavor? There's another gray one, and it's um, it's a gross. I can't think of what it is. What other food is gray? I don't remember. I don't know. So what else about chapter six? Uh. The end of chapter six was pretty cool when they're um. Like, Hagrid's yelling, like, all first years, come over here by me, and they're sailing in those boats to yeah. Hogwarts. Up to Hogwarts? Yeah. Yep. So, 
You like five and six? Mm-hmm. But I think I like six the most. Do you? Yeah. I like five because, I, I, like I said, I enjoyed, you know, getting to, to, to completely step into the wizard world for the first yeah. time. And seeing everything that goes on there. So next week. We're going to have to take a break, right? Well. Uh, we may. Okay. We probably should. So next week I will be traveling for work. Right. So we may not have time to record. If we do, then I'll definitely post it next Tuesday, like we've been doing. If not, uh, maybe I'll do a quick thing and just say, hey, we'll be back the next week. But and anyway, the next time we get back together to talk about the book, we will be in chapters 7 and 8, which I think are going to be fun. Now they're going to be... Oh, this... And go. And didn't you say that we're gonna have may have a guest? We will. Next we will time? have a special guest. We're not gonna tell you who it is though. No spoilers. Episode of the Father Daughter Podcast. Should uh, we get him to like write like a summary about himself or something? Yeah, well, I'll introduce him. I know him pretty well. Uh, so, Chapter Seven: The Sorting Hat. Oh, that chapter will eight, be exciting. The potions. Master. So anything else, Lily, you want to talk about before we go? About the book, about life, about how wonderful your dad is, what <laughs> oh, What else you got? What? Um, Mommy has started to read Harry Potter now. Because we made her. And who won't let her listen to the episodes? Maybe yeah, she not, yeah we- she's got to read it. She has. She's already in the sixth chapter. Well, good. That means she can listen to the first three episodes. She can't listen ahead. She'll be. It'll be spoiled. I'm just, just don't it's, look at me like that. It's not the end of the world if she listens to. Oh, it's the end of the world for sure. What? It's not the end of the world if she listens to two, three, and four, and she's only read one and two. But then she. The three and four would be spoiled. Okay, fine then. Would you want to have it spoiled? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yes, my wife, the um, Lily's mom, she does like to read. She typically doesn't like fantasy books. Yeah, she likes nonfiction. But we have shamed her into reading <laughs> Harry Potter, at least the first book. She's the only committing to the first book. So we'll see how it goes. And she can listen to the podcast, which I think yep. she's yet to do. Mm-hmm. So, Brittany, if you're listening, finally, to the podcast, welcome. To the Harry Potter world. Yeah. And uh, that's it. That's all I got. All right. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. Please. Subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, five stars, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going to give us less of that, then just... Don't just don't bother. No, keep listening. Oh. Just, just give us five stars. We'd appreciate mm-hmm. it. All right, Lily, good job. Thanks. See you next time. Bye.